Hey guys, it's 2 a.m. and we've got some thoughts. Let's dive in. <laughs> You've got host Chrissy and Adriana and friend of the pod, Julia and producer Ray. This episode we have, are you not entertained? Well, we're going to take a look at Shit's Creek, the popular show. <laughs> we're going to have a fuego no-go, <laughs> where we're going to discuss the paranormal. Ray is going to leave a review on Pumpkin. <laughs> and then we have story time with Fiona, going to be telling you about our adventures in Miami. Okay, kicking it off with, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? All right, now let's get into this shit's creek review. <laughs> so we talked about in the last podcast how shit's creek swept the Emmys and Chrissy and I were super curious as to why everybody loves this show so much just because we've never heard of it before till this year even though it started out what six years ago on pop tv yeah so the only reason it got popular I think recently is because Netflix ended up buying the distribution rights I've heard from so many people to watch it and now we finally have mm -hmm. so Chrissy and I got a good sampling and we watched the first two episodes and we can confirm that this show is insanely funny yes yeah, so good definitely lives up to the hype. I actually hate most of the pilots I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life and this includes shows that I actually genuinely really like. I think pilots in general are pretty slow and when you don't know the characters I think it's harder to get into them unless you have an appreciation for who they are. But I will say the pilot for Schitt's Creek is so funny. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know the characters because they're so <laughs> funny. You don't need to. The opening scene is just complete chaos. You really get to see all of the people's big personalities in the whole show. The premise is there's this rich family and they lose all their money and they have to leave their house and move to this really horrible bumfuck nowhere town called Schitt's Creek. And it's such a fish out of water story. It's hilarious watching rich people live in a motel and try to figure out what they're doing with their lives. And I just want to talk about the opening scene too that Chrissy described. This family has a portrait of themselves that's a painting <laughs> and it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my entire life and now I want it for my future <laughs> home. All of the characters in general are so funny, which is actually rare because normally there's like one standout character, but they're mm -hmm. all pretty funny. Our favorite probably is the younger son. Yeah, David Rose is our favorite. He just does the best expressions of just pure disgust mm -hmm. and disdain. And then also there's the mom who's like this rich bitch essentially <laughs> who cries over diamond earrings just is so extra and then you have the annoying younger daughter who is just constantly talking about some ex-boyfriend and the dad who's also just hilarious i mean it's such a good cast yeah and even outside of the family though even the supporting characters are really funny yeah for example at the motel that they have to live in in Shit's creek there's a mare and the front desk girl. And even those two characters are so funny. They were so weird. So weird. 
the town is just so weird. <laughs> the town is so small, too, that everybody knows you by your job. Yeah. Like, one girl introduced herself, oh, I, I work in the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> because it's there's one cafe in the town, so you would have to know her from that. For me, I was pretty resistant to watch the show, even though I had it recommended to me by so many people. So I'm going to try and give a review that hopefully entices any of you who haven't seen it yet to watch it because I don't feel like people convinced me enough. Mm -hmm. I just kept hearing a lot of, you have to watch it. I'm like, okay, yeah, but why? Because a lot of shows are funny. So like, do I really need to watch this? Like, what's the sense of urgency? Yeah. But no, you, you really should watch it. And now I'm kind of mad at myself for being so resistant because the best way to describe it would be, it is just one giant mood. These people are so sassy. It's the Mm -hmm. sassiest humor and very savage. And they just say the things that everybody wants to say, but probably doesn't have the balls to say because they don't want to hurt people's feelings. I hope this review (laughs) will hopefully inspire you to watch it. It's all on Netflix. And the last season apparently is going to go up on Netflix in October, I think. So your binge marathon's (laughs) ready, guys, because this is the show to do it. And now moving on to Fuego or No Go. This week on the podcast, we're going to give you some spooktacular fun and kick it off with a Halloween theme and talk about the paranormal. Does it exist? Is it fake? Is it real? How real? We're going to get into that right now. So most people have cited in the past that it can't be proven by science. People have faked in the past photographic evidence of ghosts and have used this to create massive conspiracy theories. Other people bring in the fact that there's probably not an afterlife, so how could there possibly be ghosts? Well, I guess as a no-go, they're just like, well, you can easily explain anything away. Mm-hmm. Any kind of noise. Yeah, which makes sense too because a show that a lot of us on this podcast actually watch is ghost adventures Mm -hmm. and something that they do that's really smart is they don't act like every single thing that they catch is paranormal they always try to debunk it first and say okay could it just be like the lighting in this video or maybe there was a noise from outside or it was the wind or something they really make sure to check if there's anything else it could have been. And if there isn't, then they usually can assume it was paranormal. Yeah, but I will say for people who don't believe in it, it is, based on what Julia said, kind of easy to refute this opinion. Because if you're just saying, oh, but I felt it, no one can prove whether or not you're lying per se. But I will say there's a lot of other things in this world too, like pseudoscience, things like hypnosis, Technically, there's no scientific hard fact against that either, but it's definitely been proven to work on people before. Just because there isn't hard science fact about it doesn't mean it's not possible. There's no hard fact against aliens existing, but there's definitely aliens out there. A lot of it does tie back into quantum physics. Is Julia going to try to explain quantum <laughs> no. physics on our oh, podcast? No, cut it, cut it. I was like, oh, right, you're oh, going to no, no, cut no. this. She's cut not. This. She's not, trust me. She (laughs) doesn't know how to read. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point. And this is why I specifically believe in ghosts. There's the theory that energy cannot be created or destroyed. I do think there are some sort of energies that don't pass on through to whatever that may be. And it could be, you know, because they died in a horrific way or they have unfinished business. But I I feel like that's probably pretty legitimate because there is so much energy that just doesn't leave this earth. I mean, that's just the basic principle of...
love science. Right. This also kind of makes me think maybe it's also the representation of paranormal activity in the media that makes people become skeptical of it. I know like there's a lot of those horror movies about ghosts yeah. and that's obviously an exaggerated version of a lot of these true paranormal stories and I think a lot of people see that and they're like okay well obviously that's fake you're not gonna get pulled out of your bed and I think that that's what the general audience does see and that's what they're exposed to when it comes to ghosts so I think that's why they don't believe in it yeah and then a lot of people are closed off to it in general they're like purposely not looking for it or resistant yeah and they're they're never gonna feel that if they're resistant right if they're just like I'm closed off this isn't happening this isn't real it's easier to write it off and I think there's something about being open and being more sensitive to it that makes you more accessible to however the other side works fun story (laughs) so my dad was a hardcore skeptic and my dad actually got this hotel room in a haunted hotel and he didn't believe it so we stayed in the haunted room which Mm -hmm. was a big mistake because my mom that night ended up experiencing some sort of ghostly presence and apparently the ghost that died in that hotel room was someone who died waiting for her husband to come back from war and he never came back so she ended up dying and apparently the story goes that every time new people stay in the room she always used her fingers essentially to move apart the hair and look at the face to see if that's her (laughs) lost husband. And so for my mom, she was so mad the next morning because she thought my dad was playing a prank on her and was like, why were you touching my hair? She told me that she didn't think it was my dad. She got kind of spooked and felt like it was something else. And it creeped her out. And honestly, my parents are the most skeptical people ever and have somehow run into a bunch of paranormal things. So I think just from listening to them, it wasn't my experience, but I think I'm more susceptible to believing them because of that. Ah, yeah. Yeah, because they're not believers anyway. So you're like, yeah. oh, damn, if they felt something, it's real. Then I think it's real because they would be the first people on the front line to be like, no, that's fake news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would absolutely be those no, people. No, it was the air vent brushing my hair back. Like, 100%. not ghost fingers. Like, yeah, so I think I'm a little bit more of a believer because of that. Yeah, because yeah. I can see why skeptics would say that. And to go back to Chrissy's point about, you know, the different horror movies you see in the media – a lot of them are based on true stories, and there are a lot of true stories of people who faked it. That has come out yeah. a lot later in life, and I think that's a huge reason, too, as to why people cite that, that it's not true. There was this horror movie called Amityville Horror, and it was based on a true story, and it features Ryan Reynolds. It's a terrible movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> but it was based on a true story, and apparently the people reported that they evacuated the house the day after they moved in because they all had these, like, crazy demonic scratches on their back and it turned out to be a huge hoax so there are those stories where it's not necessarily believable i don't think it's necessarily as theatric as people like as dramatic as people make it out to be yeah it's not demonic per se yeah i know when i was in the asylum too we were sitting in like the rehab ward we did hear footsteps Mm-hmm. Or it's not necessarily, it's not like a ghost was like, I'm going to come walk down the hall and talk to them. Like if no one was there, maybe those footsteps would have still happened, but no one would have been around to hear it. It's kind of like the energy trapped sure. in the building. I think to your point, I don't think ghosts are here to haunt us. I don't necessarily think that they're all here for evil purposes. Mm-hmm. No. And of course, like there may be the occasional ghost that did die in a horrible way. But I think for the most part, it's just energies that haven't passed on to whatever is the next yeah. step after, like you're saying. And like they footsteps. probably don't even know. 
Yeah. If anything. They're really confused. Yeah, Yeah, so going off of Adriana's point about ghosts being spirits that just haven't passed on yet, I think there's a lot of people that don't believe in that, surprisingly, because they're religious, and this just opens up this whole conversation about whether or not you believe in afterlife, and within that, what type of afterlife you believe in. A lot of people who are Christian believe in, you know, heaven, hell. And so when they hear these ghost stories, they don't want to say that they believe in ghosts a lot of the time. And it's interesting too that there are some Catholic priests who are also like specialized in like <laughs> demonology. They're more willing to accept that. Where that's not just like a trapped soul. It's like realm. an evil spirit. Yeah. yeah. You think they get confused with ghosts? I feel like, like other people that confuse them with ghosts, like they're like, oh, haunted, demon, whatever, same thing. I feel like when people have bad experience with presumably ghosts, I mm-hmm. feel like it's probably more demonic than that then. Mm-hmm. Because you do see priests have to give exorcisms to people and you yeah. see people speaking in a bunch of tongues. Oh my God. And it's really yeah. scary. I think I'm on the opposite spectrum in the sense that if it hasn't been ruled out, then it's still a possibility. Yeah. So I'm very much like, yeah, ghosts could be real. Have I had an experience with one? No. But I feel like they could be real based on other people's stories. Yeah. Like it's not completely out of the question versus yeah. a lot of people are definitely in the mindset of, there's no way that that could be Yeah. Yeah, because, well, there's no hard facts for a lot of things, so I don't think that that's enough to cite reasons why it doesn't, it's not real. Yeah. So. Or, like, people are interested in it, and they're like, oh, no, they're fun stories, but that's not a thing, and it's just like, mm, yeah. I think no. also people are scared and believing in something that they don't yeah. know about. That the uncertainty see. freaks people out, so it's just easier to adamantly deny it versus, you know, potentially see the possibility that it could exist yeah and i think i think to wrap this up when it comes to believers and non-believers i think the people that are skeptics honestly are just people that have the personality type where they're kind of Mm -hmm. against most things anyway Mm -hmm. and then i think the open-minded people are more open to believing (laughs) that perhaps it is real and it yeah you know it's not even a hard yes it's real it's it's maybe it could be real (laughs) just open to the idea that it could be real I will say if you do know a demonologist friend of the pod Julia is incredibly cursed so if you know someone (laughs) let us know we would love to sage her immediately I I want an exorcism (laughs) 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 now moving on to Rayleigh's reviews Today, Ray is going to be reviewing Pumpkin in honor of it being our first episode in Spooptober. (laughs) Everyone else on the pod except for Ray likes Pumpkin, so we're really trying to get him to like at least one item. So we have four things for Ray to try today. We have the pumpkin bread from Starbucks, a pumpkin donut from Dunkin' Donuts, the classic pumpkin pie that Julia's made. And, of course, got to finish off strong with the classic pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. It's food edible because it looks <laughs> like a decoration. It is. It is edible. It's completely edible. So, Ray, how about you start by trying pumpkin bread? I wish you guys could see how difficult he's being right now. It's like a toddler, really. <laughs> People eat this stuff? <laughs> yes. Willingly. Yeah. They wait for the season to eat this food. I purposely buy that exact pumpkin bread often the only good part about this pumpkin bread from starbucks is the nuts <laughs> wow just the nuts i could have like not eaten that and my life would have been the same uh, i just want to say i've never worn leggings with 
Uggs before, so I'm probably not going to like the rest of this stuff. Wow. So next, try the pumpkin donut from Dunkin' Donuts. No. <laughs> oh, no. It's very dry. Everything's dry. Can you try this? Am I crazy? I like it. No, you're yeah, lying. <laughs> yeah, the donut so and the bread are just too cakey. It's too dense. <laughs> Every fall, I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm going to go get a pumpkin donut from Duncan. Are you guys getting like royalties from pumpkin or something? <laughs> no. Like, who's paying you guys to say this? No one. We like it. I mean, like, I see what you mean, but that's how the texture always is yeah. with anything pumpkin. So, like, so it's like always dry. I wouldn't call I don't it think dry. It's dry. It's just like a different texture. Like, mm -hmm. it's. I need a wet ass pumpkin. Ew, <laughs> wet ass pumpkin. <laughs> and last but not least for the food, Ray is going to try the pumpkin pie. And this is the one that Julia made, right? Yeah, Julia yeah. made this. I don't like it already. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay, that's my Okay. I give this a 3.14159. Oh my two, god. 265. So <laughs> oh wow. I wish I had anticipated the pie jokes, but I, I didn't. I wasn't ready for it, and I should have been. So, we're going to finish with the pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. Oh my god. You look like you're gonna vomit. This tastes like a cup of dirt. <laughs> People drink this stuff? I am actively drinking one right you're now. You're drinking a cup of dirt. It doesn't taste like dirt. Stop saying that. No. I don't even know necessarily if it tastes like pumpkin anymore. It just like to me when I drink it, it just like it's like, ah yes, that's a PSL. But like okay. it just kinda has its own thing going on. That's fair. This didn't spice up my life at all. Wow. <laughs> I think it just confirmed what I always thought about pumpkins. How it should just be a decoration. Put it outside your porch. Don't bring the stuff inside your home. It needs to be kept out of the house. <laughs> Finishing off with story time with Viona. Today we're going to tell the story of when me, Julia, and Ray took a trip to Miami for Labor Day weekend to visit our friend Chelsea. So I'm just going to start this off strong by saying I learned a lot about Julia on this trip. Yeah. For example, she enjoys eating raw pasta. Our friend Chelsea had some raw pasta and Julia was like, oh, don't you guys just love eating some good raw pasta as a snack? No one, no one related. <laughs> we thought she no. was kidding. Yeah, I thought that was completely fine and normal. And um, I learned that day that it's not. Even Annie, my sister, mm -hmm. was there. And she's just like, I mean, I don't love it. But I didn't think it was necessarily weird because I've grown up seeing you do it mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. So she didn't realize it was weird either just because that's one of my favorite things in the world. Like, I will buy a bag of egg noodles and eat it like chips. So weird. It's so good. There's instructions on that pasta box, right? <laughs> yeah, there is. And I don't need them. It's fine. You're not a good reader, right? <laughs> All right. Dang. Kick me while I'm down. <laughs> the best part of it, though, was that Chelsea, who is Julia's childhood friend, didn't even know that Julia eats raw pasta. She had no idea. And I've known Chelsea since I was four. Yeah. Maybe. And she's just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was like, well, you know how like, when you eat it raw, like just shock and disgust. <laughs> That's my ASMR. Oh, ew! <laughs> what is your... oh, Crunch into dry spaghetti. 
It's my favorite thing. Anyways, at some point later, we were Ubering to a bar and we were being kind of rowdy. Our Uber driver, I guess, was over us talking so much and almost ran us into the concrete divider on the highway. Full speed. I don't think anybody spoke for the next like 20 no, minutes. That shut like, us up real quick and we didn't speak for the rest of the Uber ride. Just terrified yeah. that we almost lost our lives. He's just like, ha oops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that's one way to get the drunk and disorderly to be quiet. It's just like swerve full force, full speed, almost into the wall. So that was during the daytime, and then we move into the evening. And that evening, we decided to go to this bar called Basement. Yeah. And Ray never took Spanish, so he doesn't understand a lick of Espanol. Like, zero. (laughs) So uh, Ray was the one who was sitting in the front seat with the Uber driver. And the Uber (laughs) driver spoke Spanish, and he asked Ray, Oh, are you going to the discoteca? (laughs) (laughs) Ray just goes, no, we're going to the basement. <laughs> and he like, kept asking me, he's like, the discoteca? You're like, like, no, it's basement. basement. It's just like, Ray, that's not what he's asking you. It was not a place called discoteca. Oh like, my God. We don't have discos anymore. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking. Like, this, we're not in the 70s, sir. <laughs> yes. We're going to the basement. The next day, we got brunch and julie and i wanted a chocolate croissant so we're like yeah let's just yeah, order can, two for the table yeah we'll order two for the yeah. table i'm sure other people would want it so we ordered two and <laughs> we were the first ones to have it and our review wasn't great because we were like it's kind of dry yeah, we're like uh, it's really disappointing but then because of our review nobody else wanted to try because we didn't we didn't exactly sell it no so then after finishing the first one that we shared together, we then started eating the second one and shared that. Mm-hmm. Just cutting off tiny little mm-hmm. dainty pieces. Mm-hmm. Sharing both of those croissants. Not even thinking, Ray, the whole time watching, judging, exactly. So then by the time we finished both of the croissants, Ray goes... So you guys got two croissants to share? We didn't know that no one else was going to have it. Yeah, we were so. just like, well, we got it for the table and you guys didn't eat it. And you're just like, because you told us not to. <laughs> we're like, ah. Yeah, true. You're right. (laughs) And then on our last full day there, we went to the famous street, Calle Ocho. But going back to how Ray doesn't speak Spanish, Ray called it... Cali Ocho. (laughs) That sounds right. All right. So on the day that we all left, it had been raining the whole weekend on and off because that's Florida for you. Mm -hmm. As we like to say, oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. Julia was the first one to leave. And as soon as she left, the sun started coming out. The rain was moving towards where Julia was going, like towards the airport. There was a tropical storm that day. Yeah. Yeah, like full blown. And I see pictures of this like sunny, happy meal (laughs) in Miami. And I'm just like, what was raining where I am? Yeah, because I think the dark clouds were following you. Uh (laughs) Yeah. It was still raining up where I was, but you guys were like, this is the best meal we had in Miami. It was so sunny. I was like, oh, I'm glad you guys had fun. (laughs) So are we. Yeah. You're like, thank you for leaving. Yeah, thanks for leaving. Getting out of here. Allowing us to enjoy Miami. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the sights. So because of that trip, we no longer want to have any vacation trips with (laughs) Julia anymore. She attracts too many like natural disasters. (laughs) So I think it's just best for us to just not hang out with her anymore. Wow. Cutting ties. Ouch. No more Miami trips with her. <laughs> Specifically Miami. 
And we thank you for joining here on the spooky edition of the 2 a.m. podcast. We'll see you next time at the full moon. <laughs> <laughs>